time to venture into the film first, a movie fan podcast where we delve into the vast expense of cinema and report our findings. I'm Mitchell Chandler. And I'm Bryce Payne. And today, on the eighth episode of Into the Filmverse, we will be discussing the 2015 Best Picture winner, Birdman, the 2011 Justin Timberlake action sci-fi film, In Time, and various content we watched throughout the week. Be sure to join us on Letterboxd, the social network for film lovers. You can find Bryce Payne at... Payne Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E Reviews. And me, Mitchell Chandler, at Mitch Reviews, and Mitch is spelled with a Y. It's M-Y-T-C-H. Before we dive into our weekly movie watches, we're going to go off the top with some recent movie news. Bryce, my boy, The Mandalorian is back. What did you think of the first episode? So we're going to go into spoilers, so um, I'm going to set a timer for five minutes. Actually, yeah, it'll be five minutes. Um, So feel free to skip ahead for five minutes, starting... Starting... Why can't I do this? Hold up. Where's my timer? That's Nickelodeon. Okay, starting now. Bryce, what did you think of the first episode of Mandalorian? I thought it was a slow build-up to a really good ending. Okay. That's just, I don't know. So, okay, we'll we'll, we'll start with the ending first, because Boba Fett is back, right? Or at least that's very, it's rumored that Boba Fett, it was the actor that played Boba Fett, right? But it's basically confirmed, because, like, um, Boba Fett, this time period, about in his 40s. Right. And clones, like, as we can see, like, rebels are in their, like, 60s. And right. that guy did not look like he was in his Plus, 60s. I know the clones age a lot faster than normal. Age, yeah. Double. Right, exactly. So and I, Boba Fett the only is one, an unaltered clone. Exactly. So the only one left that could be even alive is Boba. So we're pretty sure it's Boba. Well, Rex... Came, I didn't know it was Boba, though. Rex is still alive in Return of the Jedi. Oh, is he? he he's, a, he's a background character. Like, Dave Filoni confirmed that. So, like... Clones are still alive, they're just rare. So here's they're the thing. all really old. If you're, so if it is Boba Fett, I'm sure you'll obviously know who that is. Captain Rex, though, you won't really know unless you watch Clone Wars or... I'm pretty sure, was he in Rebels at all? Yeah. Yeah, he's in also in Rebels, so... But we're pretty sure it's Boba Fett, especially because his armor was in there. Was in um, I didn't know it was <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was, I was like, like, who is this guy? Who's this random old dude? I was like, Boba Fett's back. He's like, who? Was that who that is? I was like... You haven't seen the original trilogy, have you? <laughs> but I want to say, this is probably my second favorite episode uh, of The Mandalorian behind just the last episode of last season. Oh, uh, no, it's not even close to that for me. To me, it's just like, <laughs> everything about this show, everything about this episode was just spoke of Mandalorian to me from, from the beginning of him, um, de- you know, defeating those people that he tried to get information from I, and they tried double-crossing him. I do like how everything we basically saw in the trailers... Was What's this episode? episode? <laughs> yeah, everything we saw in the trailers was just like, hey, this is the first episode. <laughs> um... Yeah, it was fucking crazy. Like it was. Oh god, seeing a crate dragon. Oh. That thing was insane. And okay, the reason so, I love actually go first. So here's the thing about the crate dragon. We've seen the crate dragon one time before. Mm-hmm. One, and it was in Nice Little Republic, the video game. Oh jeez. And you had to fight one. So to, oh, to see one on the big screen. Holy or, fuck! Quote unquote big screen, but yeah, at least, oh, it's at least big on, screen for me. Yeah, I'm, exactly. Like, my screen I is big. All the big. <laughs> um, it always feels so like cinematic when you're watching the Mandalorian. Oh, like, it, it does. Matter, the size of the screen always just feels like. You're there. Like, we're just supposed to be so good. <laughs> and that's why I like the Mandalorian so much, or at least why I like the Mandalorian so, so much, is because every situation he gets in, he does not give a fuck if he's going to die or not. Like, the, when he's standing down that great dragon, he's, in there. he's like, mm, okay, here we go. He's in the bar, he's like, give me that armor. And the guy's like, I know. Excuse him, what? He's like, I'll give fucking me kill you. I'll give me the armor. And he's like, <laughs> I just fucking met you. Like, all right. And then it's like, I'll duel you. He's like, okay. And he was like, dude, you can't do this everywhere we right. go. Yeah, we go. Exactly. <laughs> But, and that's what I liked about it, is he went outside, and there was that, there was a, like, you know, you saw the crate Dragon kind of fuck up their town a little bit, and the man, man <laughs> was like, like, all right, 
but yeah, I'll help you. We got bigger problems, but you're gonna give me that armor. He's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, then, I'll give you the armor. Another reason I love this, like I love it, the follow through is because at the end you would expect like in any other show or movie for him just Man, be like, yeah, he'll be like, yeah, you can just keep it, keep it exactly. You, you've earned it, but this one he's like, it's my bitch, that fucking armor, <laughs> give, give me it back. He's like, all right, here, here you go. He's like, yeah, you better give it to me, motherfucker. And another thing I'm glad they didn't do was pivot towards Baby Yoda. Because, uh, you know, a big that, pop that, was Baby Yoda. Yeah. Everybody just took him by storm. I love Baby Yoda. But I'm glad they didn't, like, just, like, turn 30, 45 minutes of screen time into just Baby Yoda. Because I feel like they wanted to detract it from what the Mandalorian's supposed to be. I am so interested to see where this season goes, especially with Boba. Because Boba's not really a Mandalorian. Right. I mean, so, like, yeah. seeing him clash with Mando is going to be, like, pretty interesting chemistry. Because, Mando, because Mando's going to be like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, yeah, that's my armor. <laughs> that the is fuck you're not wearing it, so obviously it's not it yours, bitch. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm just super excited for all the rest of the Mandalorian. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I'm just waiting a week. I'm sitting over here like twitching. Like, give me more Mandalorian. Dude, this, is the, this is the only Star Wars property my wife likes. It's my favorite Star Wars property for sure. I mean, it was. I think it was Force Awakens until um, until this until Mandalorian came out. I'm just upset that this is the one Disney Plus original that I actually get to see. I know, right? It's been. <laughs> I know exactly. We it's, bring that up, we bring this up all the time, but it's it's frustrating when well, it's like we got forty five seconds left. Is there anything else you want to bring up spoiler wise for the Mandalorian? For I'm I'm think, to... I hope they go through how he survives. Yeah, I think so too. But I think I think Mandalorian like... kind of like or Mando, he kind of was like the way he stood the person down and went in there and blew it up with just a, th- a single thing. I was like, okay, it makes sense how he survived. How yeah, it's, I think it's Mando. Or, I want details. An actual like scene was showing how yeah, he or got like out. him just talking about the same campfire being like. Yeah, see some shit. the campfire and sing the campfire song. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I especially like that scene at the beginning where he's he has they're about to get beat up and he's just like, I love that he's not like some super powerful. Yeah, he's like, just a normal thing. guy. He's a normal armor. guy, but he doesn't give a fuck at, at all at any time. I love it. Well, that was all for our Mandalorian spoiler discussion of the week. I'm sure we'll cover that every. Every um, week every until the season's until done. Until the season's done, because Mandalorian is awesome. Yeah, expect that with, like, when the Marvel shows start happening, too. Yes, yeah, we'll definitely <laughs> start doing that, too. Um, well, so that is done. We'll wait till next, this next, um, actually, technically, it'll be today when uh, the next episode comes out. So, <laughs> but, uh, so Amazon says we don't own the movies we buy. This comes out of a, a court case that's going on currently where this woman is suing Amazon over the the fine details saying that it's not clear enough that they don't own the we don't own the movies that we we buy for streaming. Haha, physical media for the win. So I right for the win. <laughs> so Amazon is basically their their stance on this is hey, no you I mean you're right. You, you don't own the media but doesn't that was you should know that already, but I think the whole issue is is that the reason, because the Amazon or these streaming services that you're purchasing and stuff don't own the actual media themselves or the yeah. other content. They are licensing it from these other studios. So, and so if any of those studios, away, you lose everything. Right. However, that's not necessarily, I mean, for that to happen, it would piss off a lot of people and, you know, you would lose a lot of fan bases and stuff, customers. So it's, it, it hasn't happened to hardly anything. However, her thing is like she's. It's not clear enough. That's what it is. Because when you when you go on to purchase these things, the thing says buy. It doesn't say lease or it doesn't say you have a certain amount of yeah. time. You know. And this is this is part of the reason why I started buying like physical media in the first place is because like at the time I was really into big into music and I had all these mu- all this music downloaded. And the thing I was using shut down. I lost everything. Right. And so I was like, well, I'm done with this. I'm just going to buy everything now, like on physical. That way they can't take it away. 
See, and here's the thing about physical media too, which which is sort of uh, I I heard this from somebody um, in the industry of you know watch, watching a YouTube show here, and he said that technically you don't own your physical media either. They You're, can't take it. Right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like it's easier. It would be easier to like pull something off streaming than it would be to go, actually physically go to your house and take I was it. In the house, you have a copy but of he said, uh, Iron Man, <laughs> right? But, but technically, you don't actually own the physical media. So it's like in the same sense that you don't technically own your streaming stuff, you don't technically own your physical media. You're licensing your, that to have that product in your house. It's really like kind of dumb because he's like, but he's like, the thing is, like they're never going to actually take away your stuff. And I guess that's Amazon's thing. Amazon's stance is that. This this woman that put in this um, this lawsuit against them, she hasn't even lost any movies from them. She's just like, I noticed this and I don't like it. And not only that, ha- after she started the lawsuit, she's bought like nineteen more movies from them. I was like, your your point is they're dumb, lady. You can't make a lawsuit. However, really, the, the main reason I bring this up is because it's just like in in the um, world of streaming, it's very important to say, hey, you don't do you actually own the media that you buy? That's why I like my physical stuff. I'm like, it's on the shelf. They can't. Do yeah, it. I agree with you. But I, for for me, it's like, okay, what? Let's just let's just say in twenty 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 five years that service, you know, like or loses the one one movie I can't watch anymore, so I have to buy it again on a different platform. Well, I mean, it goes for twenty years for me to actually have to buy it again, and it's just like, okay, fine. You know, I don't. I mean, I guess for for the convenience of just being able to have it at any time, and only that. But it's like. At a certain point, I don't really plan on even buying movies in general, anyways, because most of them just go to streaming. Oh, I'm still gonna buy it. I'm not. I'm paranoid. I'm like, I don't want to take my shit away. I'm good. <laughs> I agree. But I just feel like there's there's always a way to find the movie online somewhere. I can actually prove in a lot of movies that I've looked for that I can't buy. However, online. you're right. There's I've been looking like a lot of older movies, like a lot of. And that's my movies. thing is I don't watch a lot of older movies, so I haven't really had run into that I'm issue. Like, I'm like 1930 Best Picture nominees. Oh shit, none of them are They're available. available. <laughs> Yeah, and, that, and that's where physical media comes in handy, but it's when, like, me, who's still trying to get caught up on the older movies and had, I mean, sorry, newer movies and haven't even started trying to... You're like, any yeah, movie made by uh, 2000 is usually on there. Right, exactly. <laughs> Which is well, nice. I mean, like, it's cause kind of cool to go on, like, Netflix and be like, oh, I'm going to watch Fargo because it's there, versus, like, I have to go hunt that DVD down. Right. <laughs> well, see, that's... Uh, so it'll just be interesting to see how that cut landscape kind of changes to see if maybe they start saying putting more exclaimers in there. Like, Caution! Hey, you don't actually, actually own, own this. this. Like, you're just, like, releasing it, which will probably not go away, but just in case. <laughs> um, That's interesting. I, I didn't know about that. It makes me feel more validated. <laughs> right, exactly. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, so Letitia Wright, Shuri, of the uh, Black Panther movies and Avengers Infinity War, she um, was during, in an interview recently. She had mentioned that they were working on an all-female Avengers movie. Um, Bryce, I'm gonna go to you first, and so basically, they're you know, like you know, kind of like that scene we saw in. Uh, That's all I can think about. And Endgame. I was like, that didn't go over very well. <laughs> no, a lot of people didn't like it. Uh, well, but what do you think of? Well, I guess let me ask you this: What do you think? I guess two questions: What do you think about an all female Avengers movie? And what? And do you think they'll actually end up making an all female Avengers? Is movie? Captain Marvel gonna be involved? Yeah, if she is, doubt, yeah. There's no fucking reason to have an Avengers movie. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. She like, walks, she walks but... in and is like, "Bop, you're dead." <laughs> I don't know how you're going to get through all those. Don't worry, she has us. Excuse all the fuck? It's Captain Marvel. She don't need your help. And then, like, yeah, watching this scene. She pretty much destroyed that yeah, in five minutes of the like, game. She's flying ahead, like, a mile ahead of everybody else. They're all running. It's like, what the fuck is Mantis going to do? I'm pretty what sure she's going to What is she doing? I'm pretty sure she's going to defeat Thanos by herself. 
She almost did. That's my point. <laughs> she like, he headbutted her and he, she was like, Not right. whatever. It's like, the fuck does she need to be involved in anything? Like, she solves all the problems. She really does. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I don't, I don't think they'll do it. I think maybe if Captain Marvel and stuff goes away, there's a big enough threat, but I just don't see them just being like... So, without Captain Avengers. Marvel... Without Captain Marvel, do you think they would... Or, well, what do you... How do you first, how do you feel about it? Indifferent? It's Marvel. I'm down for anything. It's just... I am... Okay, so... My thing is is very well. Okay, here's the thing. I always I think it's, it feels like shtick, but at the same time, you think about Avengers, where it's just all dudes and one chick, and but, you're like, but okay. I also but think about like the heroes that would be involved in that, right? Like, and they're, they're all they're, they're all B rated characters, they're, they're not B rated, but they're all like subsidiary characters of the actual Avengers. Yeah, would they bring back Pepper Potts? Probably not. Nah, probably not. Maybe they would do would it. They, uh, maybe do it one later. Is Mantis going to be that helpful? Probably uh, not. Gamora? We don't even know what's going on with her yet. Um, there's fucking. Shuri, like, she doesn't have any powers. Like, she become Black Panther, but, like... Yeah, she just has uh, the gauntlets. Yeah, she's, she's really smart, but, like, it's it's a different thing than... Uh, Wanda's kind of losing her shit right now, as far as we know. Uh, I mean, I'd definitely be interested, because, like I said, it's Marvel, so, I mean, anything's... Yeah, anything, anything's, anything's great interesting, but I'm just like... It's just... It's just um, would the pool be enough there with the characters they have? I guess here's the thing. You have great story, you have great characters. Believe it, like, but then they're, they're going to be watching the movie, and all we're going to be thinking is, like... Why don't they just pull Doctor Strange well, and regardless, down the street or right. whatever? Like. Regardless of what you do, I mean, you make it. You, you say it all female Avengers, you're going to get people pissed off. I don't know. I'm indifferent. We'll have to, we'd have to see how they actually do it. Right, you know, exactly. How many things. I just, like, I feel like they would need better... I don't want to say better. They they should have more powerful characters? Yeah, I mean... You can't it's, just it's, have, like, two powerful characters and then a bunch of people walking around with guns. Right. <laughs> right. Well, like, I mean, like I said, we'll just we'll just have to wait and see if that comes a thing. And, and that feels uh, more like she's just trying to like say things to get publicity versus like if she actually knows. Well, she because she's also an that, actress. So well, like, I know, she, I know. She, well, I mean, that's true. We're hearing it from an actress, so it, it, they, they're, they're hearing it through filtered information. But I know she has said, and I'm pretty sure someone else had said it, even at a, 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 a Comic Con before. No, Brie Larson brought it up a few times. It was one of the studio heads that she was like going to spearhead this, and one, one of the lady, one of the uh, ladies over there that was a studio head. But with the, with the main projects that we fucking have coming in the road anyway, I don't need any more announced. I'm good. Just let us give get, me something out. Let us first. get to Blade and then figure it out. Yeah, like, right. Let me, let me, I, I, honestly, I just want to hear what they're doing, like, Deadpool and X-Men, too. But, I, I mean, I'm all down for whatever content Marvel's going to put out, so. A hundred percent. Whatever, whatever Marvel puts out, I'm going to be there, I'm going to be a fan of it. Like, I even like New Mutants. Like, I'm not that, I'm not that judgmental about Marvel. <laughs> X-Men, I just think it's going to be trash in general, so New Mutants was okay for me. I mean, I didn't hate it, but me. Yeah. Well, you know, either way, it's just, I'm, I like Marvel. Like, it doesn't right. matter what they put out, other than Fantastic, that was ass. But yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. We don't talk about that. They could just they put out like a two hour movie of Hugh Jackman scratching his balls, and I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> same. Honestly, <laughs> just with just with the claws. Just you don't even see his face. It's just his back, and you just see the hand <laughs> motion, and you're trying to figure out what he is. It's like a two hour mystery. Oh my gosh, <laughs> sounds terrible. But I'd watch it. Well, with the most recent movie news dissected and spun into dutiful discussion, let's move on to our movie night watch. Each Monday, we gather a bunch of friends together and watch an Oscar-winning Best Picture film, alternating between the older and newer years. This week, we had the opportunity of watching the 2015 romance-slash-comedy, which is a weird um, genre for this. What the fuck romance is in this? <laughs> I know, right? Best Picture winner, The Birdman, which depicts a former cinema superhero, Riggin, or Riggin Thompson, which is Michael Keaton, mounting an ambitious Broadway production that he hopes will breathe new life into his stagnant career. It's risky, but he hopes that his creative gamble will prove that he's a real artist and not just a washed-up movie star. As opening night approaches, a castmate is injured, 
forcing him to hire a new actor, Edward Norton, who is guaranteed to shake things up. Meanwhile, Michael Keaton must deal with his girlfriend, daughter, and ex-wife. Wow, what a mouthful. That sounded so much more interesting than the actual movie. Um, well, Bryce, I'm going to have you go first, because I've seen this before, so I want to kind of get your opinions on what your first time watching this was. It's a little jarring. Wasn't really okay. what I, it was, wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And the funny thing is, I even told you that it wasn't going to be what you thought it was going to be. No, but I, I expected more psychological shit. Like right. He's, like he's struggling with the, the, the coming to, like, realization of, like, he's no longer a famous actor. He's no longer Birdman or whatever. Because that's what I thought it was about. Because, like, everything has Birdman following him or whatever. Right. Even and in posters, like, the... And then you're watching it and you're like, is this about a play? <laughs> it's just, it, that's all it's like about one play. And that's my main issue is it with it when I first saw it. I mean, I didn't think it was terrible. It's just like... No, it's definitely not. It was, it's a good movie. I like the movie. My issue is just it, like... It's just so out I mean, of left field from what you yeah, thought it was going to be. Like, I was expecting one not, thing, and then it was like, eh, doing this. And I was so like, mundane, exactly. Okay. And then Edward Norton came in, and he was like the villain, and I was like, it's kind of weird. And then uh, Emma Stone was in it, but of course she looked like Gwen Stacy, because this is 2014, and... She's doing Spider-Man, whatever, but it's like, this is just weird, I don't really like this. And then, like, the story was getting good, and I was like, alright, alright, and then it was like, play. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about the play, I want to know about, like, Birdman, like, yeah. go to more of that, and then, like, Birdman would show up, like, two scenes? Yeah. And it's like, where's the psychological shit? Like, this is just him being like, my play's failing! Yeah, you could be Birdman. And it's all a metaphor of him being Batman the whole fucking movie. <laughs> I thought this was going to be like an actual superhero movie when I watched it, so my, I was I just, just like, was what? Like, <laughs> when I was about to play? And then the play wasn't even like, the, the whole storyline between the play and Edward Norton and everything, it just felt so discombobulated and chaotic that I like was like, okay, I don't... I just thought it was going to be more, I don't know. Bra- it was all brass, that's what it was. That's the word for it. It's just, it, it feels like they marketed one thing and gave us another. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It just kind of... Not what you expected. But it wasn't bad by any means. Like, the acting, amazing. It has a great yeah. cast. Like, See, I, Alphanakis, fucking surprising as hell. <laughs> I think the marketing just really just kind of neuters it. Yeah, because they're like, psychological torment of an actor. And you're like, alright, alright. And it's like, it's about to play. Play. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, alright, I guess. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> well, just, I yeah. I, I give it a three out of five for the second time, but I was also drunk, so I don't know. I think I gave it like a three and a half, but I don't know. Everyone was kind of like talking through the entire thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't even just you. It was literally like... Everyone did. Yeah, I was like... Yeah, all of us like just decided to not movie. to watch the movie and just to drinks. That's because everyone already showed But I've it. seen it. I had seen it before, so that's my defense. I would definitely watch it again just for the cast. Just, just I would watch. I don't know if I would watch it again by myself. I don't know. I mean... I just wish it wasn't so metaphorical to like Michael Keaton playing Batman. They're like, you paved the way for all these people. It's like, Jesus Christ, can you get any more on top of the nose? Like, stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> like, all these ki- all these metal people, they wouldn't be here if it wasn't for what you did. It's like, bro, they literally just got Michael Keaton in this because he played Batman. Like, that's the whole reason they're like, hey, you want to play Birdman? He's like, yeah, what's, what's he like? Batman. You know, honestly, I don't know why I don't like this. Bird. I don't know why I don't like the mis- in this movie that much. I really like everything else I've seen him in. I really enjoyed him in, but this one I don't. I don't. It almost feels like, like he's just like was forced to do shit. Yeah, it feels like he's like pushing too hard to, on this film. I don't know why. But well, uh, after pressing pause on the small screen and falling back into a leather recliner with a bubbling cherry coke, ready to experience cinema as it's meant to be presented, Bryce and I watched V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta. I was like, <laughs> I, Bryce and I watched. We had the luxury of seeing V for Vendetta in cinema this past weekend. 
Oh, yeah, Christ. we had the luxury of sitting, right? Oh my god. <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah, okay, so our local AMC uh, is not good at all. I'm, I'm sure there's AMCs in other parts of the country that are good, but I only have one AMC in my town, and um, Cinemark, which is the usual theater we go to, wasn't playing for Eve for Vendetta, which now they are, by the way. Oh, great. Of yeah, course, yeah. Cool, <laughs> um, but... So, so we decided to go see it this weekend uh, because I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I just know it was a, it was a, I know it's a good film. I've never seen it at all, so I was like, "Yeah, let's go." And their seats are still back from like 2007. They're Not like even 2007, <laughs> they're like 2001, dude. Yeah. I remember, I remember watching like Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, that one exactly. <laughs> like the ones that don't recline, they don't have that comfy. They're just like like yeah, the cloth. The chairs next to you is literally like you could you could like breathe on their yeah. heads. Yeah, you're, like, <laughs> you're like inside each other. I was like, oh my god! I remember when I this is like this is like my childhood of cinema right here that I. But I was like, it's it's the twenty twenty. You should be upgrade like especially after all the money they spent in upgrading the theaters and they didn't upgrade this one. It's Not just that, like, but like we had a, we we had a uh, dollar theater in our town for like the longest time, right. and they fucking upgraded. They upgraded. <laughs> And not only that, but like you think that they're they're still charging these premium prices. I mean, not for V for Vendetta, but but just outside of that, they're still charging these premium prices for dude. It is like the regular th- these theaters, and I'm like, this is not okay. These should this should be like discounted tickets because you're you're not getting the same suck, dude. experience. Like I can't tell you how much we had to like. I think at one point Mitchell was laying down like just like, I was yeah <laughs> sitting there like trying to get comfortable because the seats are so ass. And they are I, I don't, like I know you guys. You guys watch movies. In theaters. You know what I'm talking about. The seating has to be comfortable or else you have a miserable time. I could not get comfortable to save my fucking life. And V for Vendetta is like a two hour and twenty minute long movie. Yeah, it's a long movie. So it's like... Or well, it's not long really, but you, but as you sit there and uncomfortable, so it's like, long. oh my god, I cannot. This needs to end. It's like... This, these chairs need to be on My legs fire. started going to sleep. I was like, god, this sucks. Like, at least if I'm home, I can kick my legs back or whatever. But like, this theater was just like... Yeah, you like movies. Here you go. And I'm like, I like movies, but like, bro, I like being comfortable while I watch my movies. movies. Exactly. But, okay, so aside from the terrible theater experience, what did you think of uh, V for Vendetta? That was good. I, it surprised me with how... God, I'm gonna, I say this about a lot of movies we watch about, like, revolutions, but how relevant it is today. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, anything you... Probably about the amount of... Well, I don't know, we won't talk about political stuff, but... But, but yeah, it is kind of relevant for today. I, the, the first even scene, I was like, "What?" I was like, "Is they just speaking today?" Like, <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, yeah, you know." Uh, Disease runs rampant. Like, like civil turmoil. Civil turmoil. Exactly. I was like, like, "Um, wait a minute. Damn, this is a uh, when did this come out, out again?" <laughs> okay, can we can we discuss Natalie Portman's shitty British accent? Because it is so bad. I probably have deaf ears when it comes to accents because. I don't really Dude, pay she attention to much. She stood out so much with everybody else. And, like, Hugo Weaving plays uh, V. Right. And he didn't even try an accent. He was just like, yeah, I'm going to play this character. And I was like, why couldn't she have just done that? Like, no one would have cared. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're right. I mean, I don't remember the, the accent too much, but it's always weird when actors don't have the correct accents. Or, well, they, or like, they don't keep them up as well. For some, for some reason, uh, British people can do really good at American accents. Yeah, but we American can't do... American people can, cannot do, do British, British accents. accents. Yeah, I was, that's one of the things, like, why don't you just get a British actor to do the movie, bro? I don't it's like, I know Natalie Portman's cool, but there's a lot of British actor, actresses out there. Like, you could have Every time I hear Natalie Portman, I just, like, get the sigh of defeat when I think about Thor. When I think about Thor. We're gonna have to see her again in two and two years. I know, years? but I, I hopefully, hopefully, I'm kind of looking forward to that one, though, because she's she something cool. different. Anyway, leave for Vendetta. Marvel! <laughs> um... <laughs> I found V to be a very uh, Batman-like character. I love V so much, dude. Like, uh, this, okay, this, I don't remember. I haven't like. I watched this movie a long time ago. I don't remember a whole lot of it. 
And I just loved every scene he V's in, and he's, like, doing he's something. He's so sassy, man. He's, like... Okay, I thought he was a villain, though. Like, you know, you always see the masks, and I just always thought he was, like, some sort of villain. Yeah, but, like, I don't, I don't know. It's like you see a... Like, I know Anonymous uses the mask. Who? Anonymous? He's like oh, right, right, right. Yeah, he uses the V mask, and I just always was, like... Well, because he yeah, creates so. the people. Like, if that makes sense. But it's like, I, I, before I seen this, I didn't really know anything about the mask or what it meant or anything. I, mean, I was like, I just kind of assumed it was like an I, ominous like thing. Yeah, I, was I, like, I didn't know he was so like. I, I figured he would, when I when he showed up, he'd be kind of like just brooding. It wouldn't say much, but no, he was so sassy and like charming. Like, like, Revolution, like <laughs> the V's. <laughs> right, I love the V's, dude. That, like, that scene was so funny because you just looked so fucking out of it. He was like, and then violence, validation. And you were just like. <laughs> yeah, I was like, bro, how many V's are you going to say? I don't know what you just said. And he's like, my man, that's my favorite. She's like, wait, who are you? And he's like, that's hilarious. You just asked a dude behind a mask who he is. <laughs> it's like, nice. <laughs> exactly. And I was no, like. And I, I really liked, like, the villain and how much he, like, this guy sounds horrible. You're going to know my political stance when I say it. But he said he was so much like Trump. <laughs> yeah, he was very much like that. <laughs> he, was like, he was, like, yelling. He's like, they do what I want. And you're like. Mm. Mm, Damn, yes. that sounds really familiar, don't it? <laughs> really familiar. <laughs> I really enjoyed <laughs> second in command. <laughs> it's just like, honestly, I want to see more. I, I wish I could see more of him because every. Well, I mean, obviously, you can't now. But, yeah, for spoiler reasons. Right, exactly. <laughs> but just every scene he's in, especially the action beats, you know, it hit, I just love it, it so much. This movie had like the weirdest like beats. It was like really slow, and then V would show up and it'd speed up, and then he'd leave. And he'd yeah, it's really weird because like, there's, there's some scenes where it's just like. Whenever he's not in it, it just moves like snail pace. It's weird. You're like sitting there watching it. You're like, come on, Natalie, do something. Fuck. Yeah, you're like, pump over a stick. Come on, do something. <laughs> and then v, for, if v shows up and he's like, and swing my trench like, coat around, pull out my knives and slash people's throats. You're like, yeah, action! Verbatim vitamins, vicarious volition. And she's like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted to do. And oh, he's and like, verily. Do you get the Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah, a little bit. Douche. There's a lot of Stockholm Syndrome going on there. He imprisons her. She's like, I love you. And it's like, he's like, oh, yes, I've loved you too. It's like, <laughs> you don't even know him. And I was like, Stop. I was like, ooh, that's creepy. But uh, overall, I would, I mean, the staple, staple of, of cinema, I would definitely say. I, I would get why so many people like it. Yeah. I don't think it's something I would just like, I'm going to watch V for Vendetta today. <laughs> like, uh, I'm going to put it on once in a while. I mean, I d- I'm, I'm definitely going to make it a regular thing, not something... Every 5th of November. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not watching it every 5th of November. Remember, dude, remember get, the 5th of November. I got movies I watch a lot, but... Bro, like... that's tomorrow! <laughs> or, well, actually, technically, if you're watching this, if you're watching... I mean, wait, hold up. Magic, um, it actually was like three days ago. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> Magic. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I just wish the seats were more comfortable, because I feel like that helped prolong it. Right, I, I agree like, that I think it would have been ten times better if the, if the seats were a little bit... God damn it, Cinemark, why you gotta wait two days? That's why I wanna watch it again just at home to see how much how it like transitions from Yeah, dude, because I can boringness. imagine like staying there in my like how pajamas much I wanna my... see how much of my boredom slash like Which is, the the is just the seats, exactly. Or the atmosphere. You, you guys don't understand how much these seats suck. They're so bad. We, we got in there and the first thing we did was look at the seats and went, oh no. We went side <laughs> of the way in. We like I like looked at my popcorn, I'm like, I don't want this anymore. <laughs> Yeah, because he, uh, he got free popcorn for his birthday, and he finally got to use it, because, you know, the theaters were closed. And then it's like, and the minute you enter, you're sad. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, 
After that, was what we just read. Okay, after venting our vilified views to the vicarious variation of vehement videography, we venture on to some of our weekly movie watches. Uh, Bryce, I'll have you start. Um, so you have watched. I watched some shitty Russian cinema. You can't even imagine. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna go there. But all right, I'm gonna watch- go there. I'm gonna go there. Okay. I'm working my through through the Criterion Collection, which I think we mentioned before, but it is like, I think at like spine number 1054, I just, I'm at spine number 94 as of right now. So but Criterion like, Films are, we'll give the a brief. collection of like, um, important cultural movies that this collection thinks that people should watch, and they're, any, like, they're movies all the way from like the 1920s all the way to like now. And there's, how many again? 1054 as of last week. Oh, okay, cool. But, uh, I watched Spines number 86, 87, 88, and 89. God dang. And the, let's say, I say spy numbers because the box set itself counts as spy number. Right. But I'm not going to go too in depth with these movies. Uh, they're called Alexander Nevsky, I'm the Terrible Part 1, and I'm the Terrible Part 2. They are the most Russian filled propaganda crap I have ever watched in my goddamn life. And I hated every second of it. Like. <laughs> every second. Why? Dude, I mean, why? Is there not any, like. Dude, it's propaganda, bro. It's literally a line in there that's like. Well, many of you may die, but it is for the motherland. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? And this is before this is before World War II started, and so like ton of Nazi imagery of them like ki- uh, like killing Germans, and so like wow. they have, like the German generals will show up and they have helmets with like hands on top of their helmets for like you know Hitler salute. Oh my god! And I was like, well, that can't be fucking blatantly obvious, isn't it? <laughs> that can't be blatantly. And all I can think about is like they had a peace treaty with Germany for like five years after this fucking and movie who, came oh my out. Gosh, that's not creepy at all. And who like? <laughs> I don't know, it's just weird. Why would, I mean, my thing is, like, okay, well, why, why don't you put that in the Criterion Collection? As far as I am aware, Russia doesn't have very many uh, films. Right, okay, because it's, <laughs> it's, it's from kind of, like, all around it's, the world. It's from, uh, well, I mean, you got to think about it. It's really not Russia. This is the Soviet Union. Right, well, so, I mean, but as far as Criterion films, they put, like, they put throughout the world, not just, yeah, not yeah. just like, U.S. So, uh, like, they have a lot in Fran- France and Japan and so Italy, even if, but, like, So even if it's, like, messed up, they still put it in there because it's, like, important to that... Yeah, culture. like, uh, I think, or it was I think as of right now, I know there's only the four movies I've seen in Russia, from Russia in there, other than, like, a silent movie for, called The Phantom Carriage that's really good, but we won't get into that. Because you said, cause what was that one film that was in, that movie we watched that was, like, super racist? That's just not me at all. No, no, okay, but, but it was, like, <laughs> uh, it's, like, a right to, no, I can't remember. It's, like, it was in, it was in Black Klansman, and it was in... Oh, was Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation, that's it, yeah. That's not in the collection. Is it not? Oh, no. I, thought, I thought it was for some no, reason. No, I, uh, I did watch that. I won't get too much into that either. But right. <laughs> that's a very controversial film. But, uh. As it should be, but I mean, it's understandable. I mean, well. But no, these, uh, these movies are straight up Soviet Union propaganda against Germany. Because I'm pretty sure I may, be, I may be misremembering Alexander Nevsky because I was pretty mad at this movie and didn't really pay attention to it because I was pissed off the whole time. And, uh. <laughs> I, just, I, I absolutely hated Ivan the Terrible. I thought they were horrible. I thought all three of the movies were horrible. I think the, my, the highest I gave one was 1.5 stars. Oh, okay. I just, I just could not get into them. They were horrible. I was like sitting there and like when they finished, I was like, thank fucking God. But you did watch Bong Joon-ho's Parasite again. I did. Not going to get into that either, but uh, it's on in black and white due to the Criterion Collection. Pretty good. I want to say it was as good as the first two times I watched it because like, well, that actually, three that's, times in a year is a lot. That's a, that's a question I'm how I asked. Does it like lose its um, rewatchability? A little. Bit. I feel like it does a little bit. Like it's still the first thirty minutes still feel really slow to me, but the the final like 
hour and a half, dude, just flies. I can see the minute they start, the minute they're doing the the, the peaches thing, mm-hmm. it just oh, yeah. flies. Right, <laughs> it yeah. just zooms. I feel like as soon as you, I feel like you can watch the movie a bunch of times, but it's or sorry, it's it has good rewatchability if you don't watch it like too much too often. Yeah, dude, I've seen it three times in a year. I'm done. I'm right. done for the year. Like, I'm done. For, I'm, probably, I'm probably not going to watch it next year either. I'm just like I'm tapping out. I've seen it too much. Oh, well, we, we do need to see some more Bong Joon home films. So that dude's. Amazing. I have two left, three left to watch. Snowpiercer, I need to see. I need to watch Snowpiercer, Mother, and Barking Dogs Never Bite. You watched Okja? Have you seen that? Yeah. Oh, well. It's not It's not as good. It's very Americanized. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, I watched a uh, TV show, or limited series, that came out on Netflix, which I didn't tell you about. You just saw that I put it on Letterboxd, because... 30 minutes when you did it, I was like, the fuck? You're like, wait, Mitch, why don't you tell me this? I was like, because you don't like TV shows. You don't watch them. Psych anybody? No. Oh, that's fair. So, um... I watched Queen's Gambit, starring Anya Taylor-Johnson, and this show is amazing, dude. How, okay, I don't care about chess too much, but after watching this film, I literally looked up chess sets on Amazon. I was like, can I buy one? I need to buy a chess set. Because it just makes you, like, jump into the world of chess and just, like, makes you come alive somehow. Um, I don't know. This is the weird thing to hear about chess. <laughs> I know. I don't know how to explain this to you, because it's, 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 well, it's a little bit more about chess. It's also about being a woman in the 1960s, uh, 70s. It's about motherhood. It's about responsibility and, and orphans. And I know that my uh, my little sister watched it and she really liked it. It's just really a wonderful show. Um, uh, so I would definitely recommend taking the time to watch it. Um, I, I mean, I had two people tell me in the same day to watch it, just out of two different people that I just talked to that usually have different tastes in movies and stuff. <laughs> like watch it, you're like all right, You're I like, guess. Uh, okay, if I have both these people telling me to watch it, all right, fine, I'll check it out. And after like episode one, I was just hooked, just bam, right off the bat. So. Um, I know I watched, uh, like, a couple scenes of it when my sister was watching it, and I was like... I was honestly a little turned off, too. Because I was because, like, this is... Also, you gotta understand, I was, like, in the middle of watching... Like, she was already in the middle of episodes, so, oh, like, I have yeah. no context, and I was like, eh, weird. Why the fuck are you watching some girl play chess? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and I was also a little, little like, not, well, uh, just not into it, because Anya Taylor-Johnson, well, the first time I saw her was in New Mutants, and I did not like her in New Mutants. You didn't see The Witch? Uh, a long time ago, but I don't remember that. But she, well, she must have been a kid then in The Witch. She was the main character in The Witch. It's the teenage girl that was seeing the goat and shit. Yeah, it's been a long time since it was. I don't like The Witch. How long was so. it? That was like 2016. Really? Yeah. Huh. Not that long ago. <laughs> it feels like forever ago, but I, I didn't I guess, like that movie, so. I guess that was an era from where I just think all movies are the same. Uh, or not all the same, but just like, it was like. The Witch makes no fucking sense to me, so like, I can see that. No. <laughs> I don't think I like that movie much either, but. I didn't like it, and I didn't like The Lighthouse. The director's just not for me. I love The Lighthouse. Well, I don't love The Lighthouse. I don't like but it. It's like... Also, I was drunk when I watched Lighthouse, but... Robert they, Pattinson... It really turned me away from it. I was Robert like, Pattinson and William Defoe is part of the reason I really liked it. But otherwise... Do you know Robert Pattinson's first scene in the film of that movie? Huh. Masturbation scene. Oh, my God. No, that whole scene... Every he time got on scene, the, theater, the director was like, All right, man. You gotta get busy. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's like, okay. He, he's like, he just puts the record on. Just oh, and that was... Uh, Michael Jackson. By the way, that wasn't fake. That wasn't him like pretending to masturbate. He literally had to get up there and masturbate in front of everybody. He just mashed it in front of everyone. He just did. He did the monster mash. He sat there, put the fucking blanket on. He was like, "All right, let's do it." Hey, Robert, you want to be Batman? <laughs> get on stage. <laughs> when I press record, you're gonna prove to us you can be the Dark Knight. <laughs> He's like, "So, I got a proposition for you. You want to be Batman?" <laughs> But no, I um just a little I, something really, that you need me to do for you. I'm really interested in watching the Queen's Gambit. I don't know if it's something that like I'm. You ever heard it. of mermaids? Sorry. 
I don't know if it's gonna be something I watch anytime soon, but like, I'm yeah, I mean, I would, I would really for sure at least at least try to check out the first one or two episodes, just so that way. I mean, I mean, usually when you check out one or two episodes, you get hooked, but didn't happen with Psych. Um, I did, I did watch another Psych movie. Forever. Mainly, I'm just going to bring it up just because we brought up Birth of a Nation because it stars an actress from that. Sure. It's from 1955. Okay. It's called The Night of the Hunter. Night of the Hunter. Uh, it's labeled as a horror movie. What Was not a guessing? Not really, no. It's pretty fucked, though. The story follows this boy and his sister as they try to hide shit ton of money from this corrupt preacher who heard about the money from their dad who was in prison, got hung. And then the preacher gets out and is like, well, I'm going to get that fucking money, bitch. I'm going to go get that money. And he's like, uh, he, he like marries widows and then like kills them to get their money and shit like that. But he basically like marries this woman and like threatens her kids to be like, where's the fucking money? And they're like, we swore. We can't tell you. He's like, I will fucking get you to tell me where that goddamn money is. Where's the but money? It, it has a really good t- twist. The kids, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil too much because it's really good. The kids manage to, uh, Get, do their get, thing. Get, do their thing. They managed to do their thing. They they run into Lillian Gish, who is adorable, even as an old lady. She was in Birth of a Nation. She was in a ton of D.W. Griffith movies. You don't know who that is, but he's a very famous director from the 1950s. 1915s, not 50s, 15s. 15th, I tell you word. And um, she was in a lot of stuff that I really liked, including... Um, God, what was that thing called? Was it Intolerance? Broken Blossoms. That's really good. Um, that's where the shining scene where the axe came from. Oh, but anyway, right. it's, um, yeah, I really like this actress. So when the, like, the movie started and we were sitting there watching it and then, like, it said, also starring Lillian Gish. I was like, oh my god! Lillian Gish? I know <laughs> I you. Like, so cute! And then I saw her as an old lady. I was like, oh! <laughs> ah, old lady, and now she dead. But there's, <laughs> a, there's a really funny scene where she has, like, she basically, like, the guy finds the kids. Oh, fuck, I'm spoiling it. <laughs> she, she finds the kids. Where he finds the kids, and she's like, uh, why don't you go to your your daddy, boy? And he's like, that ain't my daddy. And she's like, yeah, you damn right. And he ain't no preacher, either. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. And she goes inside the shack, and I was like, alright. The guy tries to get the kid, and she comes out with a shotgun, and she's like, get the fuck out my land, boy! And he's like, I'm gonna come back. And she's like, you, you fucking do that. You come back, bitch. You do that. And he's like, come back and I'll ramble, you ass. She, he's like, watch yourself. She's sitting there with a the rifle. This little old lady sits on the porch with a rifle and looks at him the entire night, just like, Mom, she was bitch. the OG Rambo. It's just fucking. It's so funny to see this giant rifle and this little old lady. She's like, "Yeah, bitch. Yeah, come on. I'm trying to get my kids." That's like any grandma ever from like <laughs> the country. It's so cute. I loved it. <laughs> it surprised us because Jade and I were expecting horror, and instead we got like comedy-ish. We got stuff. grandma, grandma Rambo. Dude, it's so funny because he's like he's down on the ground chasing at the kid, and she just sits above him with a shotgun and touches his ass, and it's like, "Hey, you." Get up. And he, like, gets up. He's, like, looks at her, like, angry. And she's, like, shotgun. He's, like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you win. <laughs> I ain't got no shotgun. You win. I'm going to come back. Oh, he has this little switchblade. She's, like, yeah, you fucking do that. You come back. <laughs> she's, like, I got some rocket power back here, boys. Well, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty good movie. Night of the Hunter. Night of the... In the, in the Hunter? Night of the Hunter. Night of the Hunter. Okay. We'll be sure to check it out. It's really good. I liked it. <laughs> With our thoughts on the various content we watched throughout the week spiraling into the filmverse, let's move on to our filmverse feature. Each week, before our podcast, we watch a film that the other person wants to share. Last week, I chose the 2011 action sci-fi starring the Dream Queen himself, Justin Timberlake, titled In Time. 
In time, uh, is in a, it takes place in a future where time is money and the wealthy can live forever. Justin Timberlake, a.k.a. Will Salas, is a poor man who rarely has more than a day's worth of time and life on his clock. When he saves Henry Hamilton from the time thieves, Will receives a gift of a century. However, such a large transaction attracts the attention of the authorities, and when Will, or Justin Timberlake, is falsely accused of murder, he must go on the run, taking the daughter of an incredibly wealthy man with him. Bryce, your first time seeing in time... What did you think? This is so predictable. It's predictable. I mean, it's so predictable. <laughs> we predict what you're going to say. <laughs> we were sitting there, and I was just like, yeah, nah, nah. and then the guy was like, yeah, nah, nah. and she, Mitchell was like, oh my god. I was like, I'm not even trying. <laughs> we, we literally predict, I mean, Bryce was sitting over here like, this is going to happen, and then it happened, and it, like, it happened, I swear, 20 times. We were just like, oh, this is going to happen, and it happened. It happened right after right I said it. I was like, sitting there, I was like, oh, you took the... You took my daddy's money, and then it's like, yeah, you took my daddy's time. Right, like, exactly. Same yeah. thing. <laughs> exactly. And it's just like even lines you see they were gonna say. But the thing is, even though this movie's so predictable, it's I still, still enjoyable. It. Yeah, it's yeah. like I was so interested in like the concept of the whole thing that like it made some of the bad acting, right? The the bad storytelling, because let's face it, like the whole concept of like them getting, like, you know, whatever. it's just like a future day Robin Hood. That's all it really yeah, is. it's really really all it is. But it's just like he goes from like district. 12, I think that's what... Dude, this fucking Hunger Games. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> District 12. <laughs> he does. You're like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's like, just sitting there like mid-talk, like, District 12. The fuck? Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold the freak up. Like, it is, though. So the District 12 is poor, and then District 4, or four whatever is one, is like all rich. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> No, this this film is so kind of like plain Jane derivative. Nothing really new, but just spun, like, but just spun like, in a different like in a, in a fun like light. Yeah, I was like, it doesn't bring anything new to the table we haven't already seen. But the concept of like you can see your time on you and like you right. we're thinking about that all the time. Like I have to be fucking terrified. And Will Smith. I mean, no, Will Smith. Jesus Christ. Will Smith. It's a totally different movie now. That is a different movie. It would have been better with Will Smith. <laughs> Actually, you know, it really would have. They should reboot it with Will Smith. No, Justin Timberlake. I, I don't know why, man, but I just really love just seeing Justin Timberlake in a movie. I'm not a big fan of Justin Timberlake. I'm just like, he's okay, but I hate it when I... I'm going to say this, and it's going to be so controversial. I don't like it when there's like musicians trying to become actors. No, I mean, I'm that's, like, that's fair. I'm like, this isn't your scene. I mean, you know, I mean, that's really fair because a lot of... It's like, they're not really actors, per se. They're just, you know, they're just... I mean, they're actors in a sense, a certain sense, but they're not like movie star actors. Yeah, and I think of like Machine not at first, Kelly anyways. Being like uh, Bird Play? Box, and all other shit. Was he it's really? Like, it's like really, dude. He was in a Rolling Stone movie. But that being said, wasn't Aquafina a singer before she started? I don't know. I think I don't so. Know Aquafina from movies. <laughs> no, I think she was a singer before she started doing like before she started doing movies. But she's an amazing actress. I've only ever seen her in Ocean's Eight. Oh well, then I don't know. About, I haven't seen that, but. Uh, she's in The Farewell, Farewell, which is supposed to be really good, and I still haven't watched it. Um, sweet. Well, um, I, yeah, we, so we both thought it was pretty good, although predictable. It's so fucking predictable. It really it's is. bad when I'm just sitting there, like, fucking around, not even trying. It's like, I would say, oh, let me guess, he drank himself to death, and Mitchell's over here like, he's like yeah, you're right. You already know it's true, bro. <laughs> I was like, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna even front and pretend, like, you just guessing right off the bat, I'm telling you for sure, you're right. He's like, Here's 10 decades. Oh, yeah, he's going to go drink himself to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Well, I would I, for me, I would recommend. You know, it's not as it's good. Not, as I, it's not. It's not as good as like what I uh, remember no, like, being. No, it's not a bad time. It's not a bad hour and a half to spend. Yeah, I would say if you have it laying around somewhere and just kind of like you want to see Justin Timberlake, see what he can do in acting, and just just see, uh, see some cool concepts of movies. It's, yeah, it's, it's definitely not a horrible way see, to spend an hour. This is where I like to see one of those movies where it's still very, I want to say, paint my numbers and very formulaic, but every beat works. Yeah, you know, I like seeing that. But it's, Even yeah, though you can predict everything, you still don't mind, because it still works. Yeah, don't expect Parasite or, like, um, any masterpiece kind of no. thing. Like, but, the average person should be able to see where this movie's going from the beginning. Yeah, like, <laughs> unless you're dumb. But, you know. Well, like I said, that's the average person. If you're below average, then you wouldn't be able to see it. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Uh, but I'm assuming all of you watching the show are above average, so we'll be able to see, you'll be able to notice far off of the... It's so good, though. It was, it was, it I was really like, is. I enjoyed my time enough that I don't, I didn't hate it, I didn't give it any, like... It's probably a three star for me. It's an average. Movie. I would say so too. I, I think it used to be a four star for me, but now it, I, after watching it again, just the experience I've had with other films, it's really it's kind of You're like unknown, I have matured my taste. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sad. I'm a little sad because it used to be one of my favorite movies as a kid, or well, I guess a young, when I, you know, as a younger person. Um, but now it's just like it's good, but not not on my favorite level. It's not up there with some of these other movies I've seen. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, well, that was my pick we had for this week. Um, Bryce, I know you picked a film for next week. What do you have on your radar there that I probably won't? You have, you'll have no idea. Uh, I had a lot of struggle picking this week. Okay, I have a lot of movies I want to watch. Um, I mean, a lot of them that are supposed to be really good. It was kind of a toss up between an American film versus a foreign film. I was, uh, I was, I was like, like handing. I was like, do I really want to read subtitles next week? Uh, <laughs> not really. Like you know. Really. But uh, I chose, I chose a 2006 movie. Okay, called Old Joy. Old Joy. It is about two friends who have not who have disconnected throughout their life, and one of them is now an expecting father, and he has decided to uh, they decided to reconnect to go on a journey through the wild. In you Oregon. know what? I mean that actually doesn't actually sound that bad. It's, and it's, it sounds very. Um, it's a low budget movie, but see, some of those a, are the best movies. It's though it's an independent because film, it's not from a, it's not from a studio. It's an independent. All right. Well, I am definitely down. I like seeing. I like um, opening up my horizons to different types of cinema. It's also fairly short, as you usually do. I'm always. I'm over here. Like, I'm gonna pick this mainstream movie that. You <laughs> no, but it's a. It's a fairly short film. It's only an hour and sixteen minutes. I saw that seventy three. Yeah. So, uh, not not bad. Not a bad runtime. Um, it's almost uh, almost a little too short. I mean, not too short, but like really like. Yeah, it's, it's almost really like, short. Right. But it's supposed to be really emotional. I've heard good things about it. I've read a lot of good reviews. I'm I'm excited. So I had to watch that, especially because I've never seen it. It's just know it's in the Criterion Collection. <laughs> well, I'm there. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I just stop picking movies in the Criterion Collection because that's all I look at. I'm over there. I'm like, what haven't I seen yet? <laughs> like, what can I watch that Mitch hasn't seen yet that will probably be good? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm like, ah! I'm looking at movies. I'm like, this one says it's one of the greatest films ever, but eight and a half. <laughs> it's, oh man, but a lot of those movies say that, and they're not. I always look at like um, they're they're through time, and it's like. It held up for 50 years. It's like, but it's not that great, though. Did it really hold up for 50 years, though? It's like, eight and a half was just trippy. And that's but really, 2006, you can't be too bad for 2006. I mean, you can't, like, your technology is a certain no, way. No, this one didn't be, like, greatest film ever. It's just, like, it's a fun movie about two be- two friends trying to come together and relive old times. You said it was a father and a son, right? I think it's just two friends. Oh, two friends. Sorry, okay. I think it's just two friends. One of them is an expecting father. Oh, and an that's expecting he, father. That's okay. why he chose to go on the journey with his friend and like reconnect. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a baby. I'm gonna ditch this with my wife and go on a journey. <laughs> I'm excited. It, it, it seems but, something that I normally wouldn't watch, 
which yeah, is kind of why I wanted either. to watch it. Yeah, I'm definitely looking. For, I'm looking forward to that. So, well, thank you guys for joining us as we talk movie news, shared our thoughts on the season two premiere of The Mandalorian. If you pay attention to that, uh, plunged deep into the film verse with V for Vendetta, Queen's Gambit, and drank from the well of infinite movies while watching The Birdman and In Time. New new episodes come out every Friday, so be sure to follow us and turn on notifications to get updates every time we post. You can stay connected with Bryce Payne at Payne Reviews, P A Y N E Reviews. And you can stay connected with me, Mitchell Chandler, by following me on my various social medias at Facebook and Instagram at Author Mitchell Chandler, on Twitter at Mitchell Chandler, and on Letterboxd at Mitch Reviews. And Mitch and Mitchell are spelled with a Y, so it's M Y T C H E L. That's all for this week, our fellow cinephiles, and until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!